Welcome to the new Wednesday night edition of Trice Talk Mini Pod, and I'm your host, Donald Wayne. I guess if you listen to mini pods all the time or Trice Talk, you know I am Donald Wayne. Anyway, I appreciate you tuning in tonight. Well, actually, you're not tuning in. You're uh, If you're listening, you're listening. You've either downloaded or you're just listening to us on one of the one of the many uh, sites where we post our podcast. Anyway, if, if you're a follower of Trice Talk, you may be expecting to hear a wacky Wednesday epi- episode tonight. What did I say? Wednesday? Wednesday. Wacky Wednesday episode of Trice Talk. However, as uh, Dennis Lee and I explained on last night's show... Uh, we're putting that Wednesday show on the shelf for a while as, as we make a, a number of changes in our format over the next few weeks. Um, and that, that was another one of the reasons that we kind of went silent. We're not doing the uh, live podcast right now because we just felt like that uh, it'll give us a little bit more flexibility in changing some of the things we want to change. Plus we can change some of our times around, uh, that we actually do the show as opposed to what we were doing before. So anyway, we're, we're doing a number of things right now that, uh, and, and we certainly miss, uh, those of you, we talked about this last night. We miss those of you who, uh, religiously came into our, uh, live podcast, uh, four nights a week, and uh, Jess Duck, BP. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to start naming other names because if if I do, I'll miss somebody, and then they'll think that they don't they don't matter as much. But that's not true. We appreciate everybody that supported us and came in to our live podcast shows over the past year. Actually, we we uh, I don't know if we talked about it last night. I don't remember because that was the first night Dennis Lee was back uh, in over a week. But I think that we may have mentioned that we've actually been on for a year now. Or maybe I mentioned it in another mini pod. But yeah, we started uh, right after the 4th of July in 2020. So we've been doing podcasts for a year now. But anyway, uh Instead of the Wacky Wednesday, which isn't live anyway, but I'll be doing uh, some mini pods to fill in that gap until we get ready to uh, insert some more programming uh, in the coming weeks. But anyway, we'll, we'll, if you listen to our downloaded podcast, you'll be able to keep abreast of all the things that we are going to be doing uh, in the next several weeks. And of course you can probably check it out on our Facebook page as well. Uh, Dennis Lee is better about posting stuff on Facebook than I am, but, uh, we'll, we'll try to keep y'all informed as to what we're going to be doing in the near future. But for now we'll be recording our podcast and posting them, uh, pretty much seven days a week. All right. Uh, I've got 
my first story tonight, and it, it's probably going to be my only story because it's it's going to be rather, well, I won't say it's going to be long, but it's just going to be, uh, it's going to take me a while to get through it. Uh, but I saw it today, and as many times uh, on the mini pods, uh, we do so many uh, subjects on Trice Talk that we we look at and we we pull them off the internet and um, and we see what we want to do on the show. Uh, on the mini pods, I tend to go with stories that I first become aware of in the news, uh, whatever whatever program I'm watching. And you know, as I've norm, uh, as I say quite often, Fox is my main uh, news source if I'm looking for stories like that. And I heard this story today, and it, it was upsetting for a number of reasons, and um, which I'll go into when I start talking about the article. But uh, I want to share this story because I, I'm there's lots of layers, you know, like uh, and Shrek onions have layers. This story has lots of layers to me in my heart and in my mind, and. Um, it's one of those stories that keeps popping up uh, every year or so. I mean, it's one of those that gets beaten around for a while, and then it seems to die out, and you don't hear anything about it. And then, uh, lo and behold, it pops up again either the next year or the year after that. But this particular story uh, is something the subject matter came out I believe uh, back in 2012 is when it first, I think it first came to the attention of the public. So to put that in perspective, Barack Obama was president at the time in 2012. And this is the first time I remember the story coming out. Uh, now it's changed a little bit and, and the subject matter is a little bit different here. Uh, but um, so let me go into this story. And then I, um, I'm, I'm going to read some from the article as well, which is kind of a backup stuff here. So the first story is that the New York lawmakers want to ban Chick-fil-A from rest stops over its LGBTQ stance. And this is a story that appeared in the uh, New York Post by Lisa uh Fickenshire? Fickenshire. I'm not sure about this. I think it's Fickenshire. <laughs> Fickenshire. Um, like I said, I saw the story on Fox, and then I looked it up on the internet, and I found this story uh, in the New York Post by Lisa. What's her name? And I think this is the first time this year that I've seen an article pop up about Chick-fil-A that I that I felt that like I wanted to weigh in on. I'm, I'm, I may have missed something earlier in the year. We've had so many things come up since uh, Joe Biden has become president and he's uh, wielding his power in so many ways. But um, this one has come up again. And if you remember, well, I'll get into that in a, in a couple of minutes. But the, the current hoopla is just a rehashing in my mind, of an old argument that has been used several times by the extreme left to shut down or force a business to cover, or I'm sorry, to cower to their demands. And first, I want to read from the article itself that appeared in the New York Post. And, and then, as you well know, if you listen to me, I will have some comments. All right, let me switch over to the article here. If I pull it up without canceling it or bringing up some pop-ups that uh, Dennis, Lee, I, Dennis Lee and I tend to do from time to time. All right. The story goes, and I mean, this article is full of pop-ups. I'll be very lucky if I get through this thing without something blaring out in the background while I'm doing this. Story goes, Chick-fil-A is getting skewered. I wonder if that's a play on the chicken thing. 
by a group of New York lawmakers who are looking to block the company's bid to open restaurants at state highway rest stops because of its owner's anti-LGBTQ stance. The Atlanta-based food chain, which is here where I'm at, is among a handful of restaurants that were awarded contracts by the New York State Thruway Authority to be part of the $450 million plan to renovate the 27 service areas in the state. But Chick-fil-A's chief executive, Dan Cathy, whose father, S. Truett Cathy, founded the $8.4 billion company in 1946, has publicly disparaged LGBTQ rights, uh, which some legislators say should disqualify the privately owned company from opening eateries at state-run highway rest stops. Actually, I think this is kind of a neat idea. I wish uh, they would do that here in Georgia. Um, have, uh, you know, little mini, mini, uh, restaurants or vending areas, um, you know, run by these various companies in their rest stops, probably make them a lot more popular. Uh, Assemblyman Harry Bronson, a Rochester area Democrat, sent a letter to Thruway Authority Executive Director Matthew Driscoll asking him to re-examine the list of approved concessions for the rest stops because of Chick-fil-A's past support of anti-LGBTQ groups, according to the Auburn Citizen. Um, Bronson and two other legislators who signed the letter, Deborah Glick and Danny O'Donnell, are openly gay, according to the report. Chick-fil-A's foundation has given money to anti-LGBTQ organizations and supported opponents of same-sex marriage ballot initiatives, according to the report. Chick-fil-A's restaurants are also closed on Sundays, missing out on more than $1 billion in revenue so that's so that its employees can go to church if they choose. And I think this, you know, I'm going to comment at the end of this thing, but I think that's that seems to bother liberals, progressives in this country, that any business would sacrifice that kind of money to be closed on a Sunday to encourage their employees or to allow their employees to go to church. Why does that bother them so much? If you think about it long enough, you probably will, probably will, come, probably will come up with an answer yourself. Anyway, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, not for long, we hope, also tried to ban Chick-fil-A from the city over Kathy's stance. Remember that? I believe this was back in 2019. His efforts flopped, and the Big Apple is now the home of the world's largest Chick-fil-A. Remember that back in 2019? <laughs> um Chick-fil-A disputed that it currently has a political agenda pointing to a 2019 announcement in which it pledged support to just three causes, education, homelessness, and hunger. Uh, there's some other things. Uh, well, it's in the article, I believe, so I'll go down before I, I bring up any other stuff. Chick-fil-A is excited about the... Uh, here goes this pop-up stuff. Jeez. Um, uh, okay. Excuse me. Chick-fil-A is excited about the partnership and the opportunity to further serve the residents of New York. The company said in a statement, we want to be clear that Chick-fil-A does not have a political or social agenda, and we welcome everyone in our restaurants. Assembly member Linda Rosenthal, Democrat from Manhattan, also said in a statement, Bigotry and discrimination are not New York State values. New York State has long worked to advance LGBTQ plus rights, but inviting a restaurant that is committed to blocking equality to open 
on state property will undermine our continuing efforts towards true equality. The Thruway Authority said in a statement that it supports an inclusive environment that treats the tens of millions of people that travel our system with dignity and respect, adding that there are no state taxpayer dollars or toll-payer funds being used to fund the redevelopments. Basically saying, you know, leave us alone because we're not spending taxpayers' money. Every restaurant brand included by Empire State Thruway Partners has a contractual responsibility and is legally required under the New York State law, including the New York State Human Rights Law and Executive Orders, to adhere to the inclusive and non-discriminatory standards that New York State embraces, the agency added. Senator Lindsey Graham, a Republican from South Carolina, meanwhile, took to Twitter to support Chick-fil-A, saying he hopes this threat is all bluster from left-wing New York politicians. So, basically, they're upset because the founder of Chick-fil-A, S. Truett Cathy, uh, and and actually, the whole Kathy family, uh, my understanding is is very religious, and which you would expect because that's why they want their restaurants closed on Sunday because they do not believe in working on Sunday. And this company, if you know anything about Chick Fil A at all, you know how much money they're they're missing out on by not being open on Sunday, and a lot of people get upset that they aren't open on Sunday because selfishly they would like to be able to go buy a chicken sandwich on Sunday at Chick-fil-A or get one of the dream whip, uh, cones or, or cups. Oh my gosh. That's really what the first thing that I ever had at, Ch- at a Chick-fil-A was, a as a, at a mall here in Atlanta in, uh, probably 1978, maybe, maybe, yeah, it's probably around 78. Uh, there was a mall I went in and I saw the little, it had just a little shop. And at that time there was not that many in the late seventies. And there was, I mean, there was, I don't know, 20 people standing in line in this little storefront thing in the mall. Um, and it, you know, it had Chick-fil-A and it had, of course, the chicken sandwich, which you could smell in the mall. But a lot of these people were coming out with cups of this ice cream stuff that they uh, they specialize in there and uh, Chick-fil-A. And me being a, an ice cream uh, <laughs> expert, I said, well, I got to try this and it's got to be good or all these people wouldn't stand there. So I stood in line and, and I got my first cup. I got the large and you can get uh, chocolate syrup on there. That's kind of like Hershey's chocolate syrup. It's not fudge or anything. And I was hooked from that time on. I I think I got that for a while before I even tried the chicken sandwich. So, um, but then when I realized, you know, I I was, I think I was at a mall at the mall one time on a Sunday and they weren't open. The, the, the cage was closed and, um, I was very disappointed, but you know, it, Within time, I learned that uh, the Kathy family was very religious and they didn't believe in working on Sunday. And they also wanted their employees, if they wanted to, to go to church on Sunday and be able to without having to worry about scheduling it around work. And that seems to bother liberals. One, probably because, you know, they, they, they're not that interested in people being religious because if and I'm not saying all Democrats are all liberals. Okay. This is an opinion here, but if you have people that are really strong with their religious faith, there's going to be a lot of things in this country that they're not going to accept personally, or they're not going to participate in personally or allow to happen. If they have any way to stop it personally, that's what, people who have strong religious faith do. They're supposed to live their faith. Now this, the hoopla about the true, uh, about the uh, 
you know, the Truett Cathy thing, I believe it started in 2012. I believe that was the first time that they tried to uh, boycott Chick-fil-A's in the Atlanta area and, and across the country, you know, because uh, it, Truett Cathy had an interview. Well, I, I, actually, I think that's in my story here. So I'm, let me uh, let me get back to that. So that's the end of the article. But yeah, that that bothers liberals because a business could be closed on Sunday. Now, myself, I, I'm from Dallas, Texas, and uh, so, of course, Dennis Lee is too. But uh, I remember, I'm old enough to remember, and I've said this before on Trice Talk, there was a time in Dallas, Texas, and probably in, in most, a lot of major cities uh, in the South anyway, that in, in Texas, we had something called the Blue Law. And businesses other than grocery stores and gas stations were not allowed to be open on Sunday because they wanted people to be able to go to church. So, uh, you know, uh, Christians had a lot to do with that law. And, you know, I, I never did particularly agree with it. And I never did, I never was very happy about it at the time that I had to live with it because uh, when you work five and six days a week, uh, sometimes Sunday was the only day that you could do your shopping. Of course, like I said, grocery stores are open, but, uh, it was starting to change before I left Texas in 77, um, where I believe it was target was one of the first things that was allowed to be open on Sunday. So they started letting places like target and Walmart and, and places like that be open. So people could go buy clothing and, and various uh, miscellaneous items. But, and of course, now it's pretty much open to everything. But at that time, and that was that was uh, the mindset of, of the uh, population in Texas at that time, or at least the population in and around Dallas, uh, people of faith felt like that businesses shouldn't be open on Sundays because people should be in church. And it had a big influence on the way things were conducted, the way laws were structured back then. But, you know, it's certainly changed in the last 40 years. And But still, people who, like the Kathy family that own something like Chick-fil-A, if, if their faith is strong, uh, you know, they will st- I mean, they have a right to close a restaurant or require that their franchise restaurants are closed on Sundays because that's the brand of Chick-fil-A. That's what they stand for. So let me uh, switch back over here to (laughs) get off of that article. But uh, there was also an article that this one referenced when it was talking about Truett Cathy. Uh, and it was also in the New York Post, and it said that back in the in May, and I'm just paraphrasing some of this. Back in May of 2019, uh, the New York Post published another article that stated that a handful of liberal critics were alleging that Chick Fil A was a hostile, was hostile to LGBTQ individuals. They quoted then Chick Fil A's vice president of corporate social responsibility. That must be a good job. Rodney Bullard is having told Business Insider, the Christian-owned company has a much higher calling than any political or cultural war that's being waged. The calling for us is to ensure that we are relevant and impactful in the community and that we're helping children and that we're helping them to be everything they can be. Of course, the restaurant chain uh, as as this article went on to say, is closed on Sundays, which has long been a thorn in the side of liberal activists. Is just exactly what I was saying a minute ago. Like, how dare they incorporate their religious beliefs into their business, right? I mean, that's unheard of, right? I mean, you start a business, you fund the business, you work your butt off sometimes for years, Till you hit the point that where you're successful and liberals want to tell you, you don't have a right to do this. You don't have a right to do that. You don't have a right to do that. You know, they have nothing to do with the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into a business. Yet 
when people are successful, they want to come in and tell you how you have to act. It's amazing. Of course, you know, now uh, a lot of other restaurant chains, fast food chains have tried to make up for that gap on Sunday of the Chick-fil-A sandwich and tried to duplicate it. Uh, There's some that are fairly popular, but I think if you put Chick-fil-A side by side to uh, most of those competitors, uh, they don't stand a chance. So, you know, liberals are basically saying, you know, people have a right to get a a stupid chicken sandwich on Sunday if they want to, right? If they want a Chick-fil-A, by golly, they ought to have a right to be able to go in there and get a chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A on Sunday. Uh, Oh, and, and people have a right to work on Sunday if they want to. They might need to work on Sunday. They may be doing two jobs. Well, here's the thing. If you need two jobs or you need a job that you work on Sunday, don't go apply for a job at a place that's closed on Sunday. It's very simple. Don't go to work there and then protest because they're not open on Sunday and you try to make them do what you want them to do to fit you you and your lifestyle. That's the mentality of liberals in this country today, in my mind, in my opinion, okay? Here's opinion Whatever it is that they think is right, whatever it is they think you should be doing or we should all be doing, that's the way that it should be. They're not open to other opinions. They're not open to other discussions. That's where we are today. The CEO and founder of Chick-fil-A, and I, I already said this a minute ago, but I'll just go through this, uh, came under fire when he publicly supported the biblical definition of the family unit in 2012. Okay, that's what I was trying to get to earlier. I didn't quite describe it correctly. And he donated uh, millions to conservative and Christian groups. Oh, my God. How dare this man who makes money by selling sandwiches and other foods to the public, take some of that money and give it to Christian groups. I mean, what kind of evil person is this? Who does he think that he is? How dare he have personal beliefs that don't align with liberal views of how the world should be? How dare he donate his money to causes he believes in? But liberals don't. That all that other article also stated that New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio tried to unsuccessfully ban Chick-fil-A's from opening in New York uh, because of the same controversy. I, I, I think it was uh, back in 2019. I know it's couldn't have been more than two years ago. But also back in 2019, some liberal cities, you may remember this, and college campuses supported banning Chick-fil-A's on the campus because of their donations to groups like the Salvation Army. Oh, my God, there's another evil uh, uh, charity group and the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And because, again, Kathy espoused a traditional view of marriage. Okay, let let me stop here. For a second. Uh, People, how do you attack people for their religious beliefs? Okay. How do you attack a person because he believes in in the, the teachings of his particular religion, and in this case, the Bible? And some people, some, some Christians are, are, are more tied to uh, uh, strict interpretations of the Bible than others. But how do you attack him for that? 
How do you attack him for his beliefs? Now, and I, I don't, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think Tru, uh, Truett Cathy went around or anybody from the Cathy, Cathy family or, or, or uh, corporation went around just spouting this off publicly, you know, making, having press conferences, telling people, you know, this. They were probably, I think uh, Truett Cathy was asked about this in an interview uh, or maybe somebody found out how much money they were giving to certain groups. I remember the hoopla about the Salvation Army, too, that that was one of the ones that uh, the Chick-fil-A was giving money to. And then they started attacking uh, the Salvation Army because of some of the things uh, that they worked towards. But they were attacking the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And is it not true at Kathy or any person right, any person's right, if their religion uh, teaches that? I'm looking for the right words here. Teaches that? Teaches that to them? Or again, it's in the Bible that this is their view of marriage in the church, in the Bible, based on their religion? Why, why is that something you attack somebody for? Now, I'm talking about the belief end here, okay? We haven't even gotten to uh, how they deal with the public. Because all this right now, all the hoopla is about the beliefs of, of the Kathy family and some of the people in, in the Chick-fil-A corporation. It's about the beliefs. Somebody's telling them, you you can't do that and then do business with us. You can't believe that and do business with us. You can't say these things and do business with us. Chick-fil-A's foundation supports the Salvation Army's Camp for Kids and its Angel Tree program, which gives underprivileged kids gifts during the holiday season. Jeez, what a bunch of bastards. The company's support of Fellowship of Christian Athletes goes towards summer sports camps for the uh, uh, summer sports camps the Chick-fil-A Foundation has hosted for years to introduce inner city kids in Atlanta, the youth, to new sports such as golf and tennis and archery. They're trying to get them interested in other sports in their life because, you know, not everybody can play the same sport. Not everybody's good at those more popular sports. I wish somebody had introduced me to golf, you know, about <laughs> a number of years ago uh, because I've had to play golf a number of times in my life when I was actually working for somebody else. And, uh, it wasn't a pretty sight folks. I can tell you, uh, I, uh, I, I got laughed at more than once on the golf course, but then I decided, well, if they're going to laugh at me, I might as well just go ahead and ham it up. <laughs> um, in, in 2019, uh, Bullard again, that, uh, the guy that was in charge of, you know, the thing. <laughs> I'll do a Biden thing here real quick. Bullard told Business Insider Chick-fil-A, a, a uh, let's see, Bullard told Business Insider Chick-fil-A would consider donating to an LGBTQ organization if the partnership was impactful and authentic. Not quite sure what that means, but they did leave the door open to support one of the organizations. So with all of that, basically what it boils down to is that liberals want to deny the rights of conservatives to express their own personal beliefs in this country. It's, it's just plain and simple. Every little thing you do not agree with them on gets criticized. And, and, and then in the last couple of years, then everything you don't agree with them on becomes an issue of white supremacy or racism. And of course, the Truett Cathy family is white. So uh, I'm su surprised they haven't called them white supremacists. 
to me, that's an assault on their freedom of speech, their freedom of expression. From the very people that are always talking about uh, that people are trying to limit their freedom of expression, or they tell you, we have a right to say this. We have a right to call you a name. We have a right to burn the American flag. We have a right to tear down that Confederate statue. We have a right to block traffic. So ordinary everyday citizens trying to go about their lives can't get to and from where they want to go. We have a right to do that because we have a right to protest. We have a right to break in these stores and steal things because, you know, we've been oppressed for so long, denied for so long, it's time we started taking back things by force if we have to. But you take some people in this country, conservatives, Christians, Republicans, whatever you want to call them, and they're not always all the same thing. But everything that they hold true and dear to their heart becomes an issue for liberals because they don't want them to think that way. They don't want to allow them to think that way. Our Constitution does not say you have the freedom of speech or expression as long as you're in line with liberal points of view or this one particular point of view. That wouldn't be freedom of speech. That wouldn't be freedom of expression. Well, you can say anything you want to say just as long as you don't offend me. Are you kidding? How do we put up with that? How how does that how do these major news networks put up with this bull crap that comes out of the mouths of liberals day in and day out? Them telling everybody in the country, you have to think this way, you have to talk this way, you have to allow us to do what we do, or you're racist, or you're white supremacist, or you're whatever. I don't, I don't know what they, all of the terms they use. That's the major two, and it's easy when it's a white person they're talking about because they've got those two phrases that they use all the time. While liberals do have the right to express their views regarding the views of someone else, they should not have the right to actively try to shut down businesses that comment on their personal beliefs, even when they go against liberal views. I mean, really, all, all Truett Cathy was saying is something that he believes as a part of his religion. I don't think... There's the, you can find anything in public comments that Truett Cathy says, you know, LGD, LGBTQ people do not have a right to exist or they don't have a right to do this or do that or, or, or anything else. He's just saying what he believes. But I think the biggest point, in my opinion, that liberal activists are missing here is that despite the Kathy family's position on faith and morality and, and, and those of some of their employees, I don't recall one accusation in the media about an LGBTQ person being denied service in any one of the Chick-fil-A's across the country. I'm not saying it hasn't happened but I've never seen it in the news. And I guarantee you, if it happened in the news in the last five years, uh, you know, the press, uh, uh, well, I won't say cause we had Trump, but certainly if it happened in the last six months, it would be front page news. Well, it would have been news anyway, because everybody, all the, Oh my goodness. Excuse me for that. <laughs> Notifications. Golly. Um, so I, you know, I don't think that's been said. I don't think anybody's been denied service in one of the Chick-fil-A's because of their sexual preference or because of their uh, preference of lifestyle. Likewise, I don't ever recall a story about an LGBTQ person being denied a job in one of their restaurants. 
if there ever was one, it, it sure didn't make any national media circuit. And like I just said, I can't believe that that would be possible if that occurred anywhere in this country. I've never seen a story in the media that an LGBTQ person was harassed while being in one of their restaurants. Like, you know, the, the crowd, the, the, the people sitting in the restaurant eating. I, I've never heard of a story that, uh, golly, that's hard for me to keep saying, LGBTQ person or people in a Chick-fil-A with, you know, those white supremacists that I've never heard of a story of anybody being harassed or anybody being ugly to them or, or, or giving them a hard time being in, in the restaurant. I've never heard that in the media. So we haven't heard any stories about anybody being denied, denied employment. We've not heard any stories about anybody being harassed or refused service or mistreated inside one of the Chick-fil-A restaurants. So what we're talking about here again is liberals wanting to have complete control over what we say and what we do in this country. They get to set the standards and I got news for them. You don't, you don't get to set the standards. You can try and, and they're always wanting to hurt somebody when people don't do things the way they want them to be done. Have you noticed that if we haven't, if they haven't proved that in the last six months since Biden's been president, then you're not paying attention. Look what they did to Atlanta and, and the all-star game. Look what they did to Atlanta and the all-star game. It's different subject matter because that's about voting rights. But when they don't like something, they try to shut you down. They try to punish you. It's almost an extension of what Maxine Waters said, you know, five years ago when Donald Trump was elected president, you get in their face and you tell them we don't want you here. Well, that's what they're doing in these situations. Liberals are saying, you don't believe what we believe, so we don't want you here. You don't have a right to have a restaurant on our highway in this state because your founding uh, group the leaders in your company are religious. Oh my God, they're religious people and they, they have evil thoughts and they're not fair to people and they want to tell people who can get married and who can't. Yet liberal organizations and all these millionaires and billionaires that give money to liberal causes like Black Lives Matter, Nobody questions them and their judgment because this is what they believe. Oh, we determine this is all for freedom. This is about freedom. This is about uh, repression. This is about uh, reconciliation. This is about payback. The only one that ever criticizes any millionaire uh, business or corporation in this country are conservatives or some some Republican leaders across the country. It's not enough that you have a company that by all reasonable accounts treats all of their customers and employees the same, properly, fairly, and in accordance with the federal guidelines, right? If you must use that as a qualifier. And I'll have to say before I get, before I, I finish here, and I know I've run long tonight, because to me, to me, this is a problem because it's an, it's an assault on religion in this country. You know, whether or not you agree with Truett Cathy and his stance on uh, gay marriage, or you believe in his stance on LGBTQ issues, that does not make him an evil person. I don't believe now I could be mistaken, but I don't believe that 
you know, the Kathy family is out there or, or anybody in the organization trying to uh, give lots of money in order to take away rights from the LGBTQ community. They're just expressing their faith and how they see it based on their religious ideals, their teachings. But they don't mistreat people. I can, I can tell you from personal experience, it was uh, a number of years ago, uh, my middle son wanted to go to work at a Chick-fil-A that was uh, fairly close to where we live. And we took him, we, uh, we went down with him to the interview because, uh, you know, he was under 16 and, uh, and I think they want, I think the person doing the interviewing wanted us to be there, uh, just so we could understand what Chick-fil-A, the organization requires of the people that work there, uh, as far as code of conduct, uh, uh, the way they want them to act, the way they want them to treat the customers and all of that. And again, with religious undertones. And I have to say, I was very impressed with the people uh, or with the person. I think there was one person. There might have been two people doing the interview. But I was very impressed with the way that they talked to our son and told him what they expected uh, he ultimately ended up not going to work there, but I, I'll have to say, and I, I really don't go into Chick-fil-A's much anymore <laughs> because I always eat too much when I go in there, but, uh, I've never been in one that people weren't polite, courteous, and, and I'm not just talking to me, but everybody in there and, and the, and most, a lot of times, most of the people working in the store, in the uh, restaurants, they're teenagers. And, uh, and then, you know, with some adult supervision, but they're always polite and they always, they're organized. They try to do a good job. Uh, they try to make people feel like we appreciate you coming in. It's just a, a very well run organization, but a lot of it's, based on faith and people being good Christians and, and treating people fairly and, um, you know, but that seems to bother liberals. You know, they, they don't even look at how people actually treat each other in the store, how the employees treat the customers. They don't look at all of the good things that Chick-fil-A supports in various communities across the country. They just can't stand it because there's people in the organization that don't believe the same thing they believe. And do we not have a right to have our own beliefs in this country? What's important to me when I encounter anybody, and I don't care what religion you are, I don't care uh, you know, what sex you are, I don't care anything about anything except how you treat me or how you interact with me. That's the only thing that matters to me in every, every encounter that I have each day in my life. And I think that if we start putting the requirement that we all have to think the same thing, all have to agree on the same thing before we can live together we're in trouble. We're in serious trouble. And I think that, in my opinion, this assault on the Chick-fil-A organization, they make such a big deal out of this few people in the organization that have said, probably being asked a question that caused that answer. And it bothers liberals. They don't even look at the organization itself and what it does for the young people in this country as far as uh, employment opportunities and uh, 
I think they even do scholarships and stuff like that. So many good things that they do, but yet that's not enough for liberals. They're they're not happy because the 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 religious teachings of some of the people in the company don't line up with their beliefs. And that's a dangerous, dangerous, slippery slope to encounter. All right. So that's pretty much about the Chick-fil-A. Now I was going to, uh, uh, I was going to mention, I said last night, I was going to talk about uh, BP, one of our loyal listeners when we were live. Um, And I hope he continues to listen to the recorded podcast. But he had sent us a a link to uh, a site that uh, where I've got the, mm -hmm, I thought I wrote down the name of the site. It's something Maybe I didn't. Uh, I wrote down some of the different ones that are on there, but basically it's a site that has a, a, a variety of videos and it's a Christian based site from everything that I can tell. So it's probably a Christian organization that's putting all this together. Uh, so, you know, liberals probably won't want to look at it, but um, it's very interesting because there's a number of interviews and I looked, I've looked at two so far. Uh, one's called The Lamb Family, uh, America's Frontline Doctors. And basically, there was a group of doctors that went to Washington, D.C. last year at some point during the pandemic. I think it was in the summer, if I'm not mistaken. And I believe it. the video said they were standing on the steps, the front steps of the Lincoln Memorial, something of that nature. And they spoke about vaccine issues and they were upset there. I I think there was six or seven doctors in the group that spoke and what they were talking about. And and remember now, this was at a time when we still didn't have a vaccine yet, but they were talking about the the federal government and people like Dr. Fauci who were uh, knocking uh, drugs like uh, hydroxychloroquine and telling people, you know, that it would be wrong to, to, uh, to try that because that's, that's not been proven to be useful in the fight against this COVID virus. And so what these doctors get up there and do is say it is false. There was one doctor, uh, she was originally from, I believe she said she was from South Africa or somewhere in the lower portion of Africa. I'm sorry. I don't remember exactly. It was several hours ago, but she was angry and she's a, she's now a doctor in Houston, Texas. And she said that she had treated over 300 patients with hydroxychloroquine and ranging a variety of ages with a variety of conditions. When they came in, some, uh, were having breathing issues, uh, several, uh, she said, I believe had diabetes, uh, a, a number of them were overweight and some were elderly and all in various stages, now early stages of, uh, of the COVID virus. And she treated them all with hydroxychloroquine and a couple of other drugs. And I did not write those down. So anyway, I'm, I'm really, the point is about this group of doctors and they're, they're trying to debunk what the official line of our government was last year. And I say the official line, I mean, from Dr. Fauci and then uh, a bunch of his, uh, you know, minions. And then, of course, the mainstream media. And if you probably heard stories about uh, anybody that dared to put up stories, post stories on the Internet or Facebook or uh, Twitter or anything like that, they were uh, quickly taken down uh, and not allowed to, to remain because they consider that disinformation, but yet these are doctors. So one of the videos is about that. It's very interesting. And I I think it would be worth watching, even though it was something that occurred last year. I think that as this year goes on, we're finding more and more uh, that we just weren't given all of the facts last year, or we were being controlled by people who wanted this narrative to go 
in the way they wanted it to go. One of the doctors even stood up there and said, in their opinion, the only reason that the mainstream medical community uh, coming out of the government was against hydroxychloroquine and some of these other drugs that that were, quote, considered experimental for the COVID virus is because they're trying to develop this vaccine and and hydroxychloroquine could be purchased for $10 per dose. So basically what they're saying, Big Pharma had a big part to play in what we were told last year. And these doctors are also saying if they had people had listened to doctors like themselves, we would have never had to gone into deep shutdown like we did last year. So it's very interesting, I think. Uh, it just depends on your point of view, I guess. But I would recommend that you watch them. Um, I may have to put up the link. I may have to put up the link for you. Let's see. Wait a minute. Now, here it is. HTTPS vaccines.daystar.com. I'll put this on the, uh, when I post the show tonight, but anyway, I appreciate BP sending that in also has a reference to, it shows clips of a movie called vaxed V a X X E D. Uh, you can go to vaxed V a X X E D the movie.com. And it's uh, a movie warning people about various issues uh, of, of vaccinating uh, small children. And there was one woman on there with a story that was very heartbreaking. Uh, and I highly recommend that you see that as well. But there's a number of videos on this. And I, I just I have not had a chance to look out of all, all of them. But I, I'm going to look at more of them as time permits. I think it's and again, it's a Christian organization so, um, you know, that might offend some liberals, but I would highly recommend that you at least give it a look and uh, it may give you something to think about. So thanks again, BP. I appreciate you sending that to us. You always send us things that are worthy checking out. All right. I got a closing thought here. And it is uh, from Condoleezza Rice. If uh, those of you who remember that name, she was at one time the Secretary of State for George Bush back in the early 2000s. Um, so she says this, the essence of America, that which really unites us, is not ethnicity or nationality or religion. It's an idea and what an idea it is. You can, that you can come from humble circumstances and do great things, that it doesn't matter where you come from but where you're going. And that was Condoleezza Rice. And I think that's a good thought to end on. Uh, tomorrow night, Dennis Lee and I will be back doing another episode of Trice Talk for Thursday night. Uh, please look for the posting of that as usual. And then I'll be back with uh, mini pods for Friday and Saturday, and we'll resume Dennis Lee and I'll be back again together on Sunday. I'm trying to get him to join me with a, a mini pod, especially when I do one this length. Uh, maybe he'll consent to do that one night. So I do appreciate everybody that downloads these, listens to the mini pod series and supports our Trice Talk endeavor. It's uh, we, you're greatly appreciated. And we really do miss everyone live and uh, maybe someday soon we'll be back to doing that in a much better place. <laughs> so 
Let me get the music keyed up here. So, I'm Donald Wayne. This has been Minipod, and have a great Thursday, everybody. And most of all, stay safe. Thank you.